Hey there, ProSide Small Group Leaders. Welcome to another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small groups. Uh, pastor Billy here, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Tim Ma, our downtown congregation pastor. And uh, before we dive into uh, this week's discussion, I want to remind you that we have uh, prayer and fasting coming up in the month of October. Um, our Seek Week prayer and fasting uh, days are the last week of October, and we have other prayer pockets spread out throughout the month uh, that we want to encourage you to dive into as we're continuing to pray for revival in the state of Hawaii, on our campuses, in our families, and around the world. Uh, we want to highly encourage you to join us uh, for one of these prayer pockets, and let's seek the Lord together and believe Him for a great uh, harvest of lost people coming to know Jesus and revival in our state. If you want to know more, go to ProSide.org slash prayer and fasting. One word, prayer and fasting. ProSide.org slash prayer and fasting, where you can see all the details there. All right, Pastor Tim, you want to take us through the discussion guide today? Yes, I'm excited to. Uh, this is going to be a really helpful discussion, I believe, for yeah. many families and individuals uh, because we all have relationships. We're not living on an island abandoned by ourselves. And um, so this is something that we need to learn how to navigate. However, before I get into uh, summarizing the main thought, I just want to remind us that oftentimes the way, because this is the conclusion of our series, Ohana Matters, the way our messages work is it oftentimes builds or connects to the prior weeks. And so the first few weeks, just as a, a quick reminder and an overview of the entire series, it always has to start with God, has to start with yeah. God's word at the center. And then the third week, we talked about living beyond ourselves. So it cannot be with this selfish mentality that I just want to be blessed. And it's about my household and my healthy relationships, because with that, um, it's not going to work. And so with what we're going to cover Apart from God, this would just be pop psychology. Mm -hmm. This would just be another TED Talk, and that's not what we're about. We're about spiritual transformation. We're about the kingdom of God. And uh, so if you notice, group leaders, anyone in your group that maybe have been out for a while and then they jump back in this week, uh, just remind them and lovingly encourage them that our prior sermons are always available, uh, easily accessed through our YouTube channel, our, our main Pearlside webpage, and uh, they could always listen to mm -hmm. our messages then. But without any further ado, we're going to jump into our main thought and just summarize it real quick for you leaders. Um, and we're talking about relationships and how to navigate conflict. And the first and foremost, navigating conflict in our relationships and believing for reconciliation is important mm -hmm. because God says it's important. Mm -hmm. It's not just because we think it's a good idea, mm -hmm. but in, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus himself teaches this, that before you even go and approach God's presence in worship, if you have conflict with a brother, that it is so important. Jesus says, leave your, your offering at the altar and go and get right with your brother first. And so when I hear that, what it speaks of is, one, we need to do our best to attempt to reconcile relationships because our identity, God calls us peacemakers. And two, there should be urgency. Oftentimes, especially um, for, for men, we try to bury it. We mm. think if I don't deal with it, it's going to just get better on its own. Um, but like a bleeding wound, no, if you just keep bleeding out, it's not going to get better. Right. And so it needs to be addressed. And so how do we address it? We have some 
Uh, practical scriptures here, one of them is found in Proverbs chapter 18. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. Of course, that is the message translation. That's why it just puts it so blunt. Uh, but many of us, we've been really stupid and rude in the way we've been communicating yes, with one good. another. And no wonder why conflicts don't get resolved. And so I just want to encourage us that the first thing we need to do is just listen. Mm-hmm. Is to approach a person that we know we have conflict, whether it's our spouse or a coworker, even maybe it's a boss at work. Um, and sometimes it's our best friends or the people we're closest to. And those relationships dissolve over time because we don't ask and have these important conversations. Um, but also in Ephesians, it talks about in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. And so this further emphasizes the importance that if we remain angry, we become bitter. And not only do we become unhealthy, but now we're giving place for the enemy to wreak havoc in our relationships. And so small group leaders, I want to encourage us that this is a, a moment for us to really encourage people to get right in their relationships. And bottom line, you know, where does this all come from? It comes from the, the powerful act of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Kalai, about a couple months ago, preached a message, a great message about forgiveness. And you can always look that up on our YouTube again. Shameless plug. But um, he said, you know, sometimes we focus on the 98% on how the person has offended us. But what is the 2% we can own up to? Mm-hmm. And so in Ephesians, it talks about that, that we are able to forgive each other because Christ first forgave right, us. right. And so we get to demonstrate and be a representation of the kingdom of God when even if it's 2%, what is the 2% we can own up yep. in asking for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Maybe the other person offended us, but maybe our reaction was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we can come and say, can you forgive me the way I blew up at you You know, last week when we got into this argument? What I said was wrong. So even just doing that begins to extend an olive branch for reconciliation to happen. But reconciliation is not guaranteed, but at least we can believe God for his best when we choose to take the first step to forgive. So with that being said, Pastor Billy, what, what stands out to you from you know, everything we just covered and from the message that was just preached over the pulpit this past weekend? Well, I just you know, became aware that there have been many times that I've been stupid and rude. So thank you for pointing that out to me, Pastor <laughs> Thank you Tim. to the Word of God. <laughs> Don't same you love here. the Bible when it just calls same you names? Here. Amen. You know, but we need that. We need, we need the light to shine in, in, in those places in our lives. Yeah, I think what, a couple of things really stand out to me, you know. I love how it says in the discussion guide, you know, when conflict inevitably arises, because it will, right, in our yes, relationships, yes. we have a choice to remain angry and offended by focusing on the offender and the offense, or we can focus on the Holy Spirit and allow Him to surface pride and other any other selfish motive within us. I think that's so key because, you know, when we um, when I get angry, you know, I'm mostly thinking about the person, what they did, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But but you're right, Tim. Like, there, there's so many times there's, there's ways that I've responded or ways yeah. that I've contributed to the right. problem that maybe it's just 10% of the whole deal, but I need to own up to that 10%, you know? And focusing on the, the other person's 90% 
it just doesn't put my mind and my heart in the right place, mm-hmm. right? But if I go, okay, God, what is my part in this? How do you want me to repent? What do I need to do better? Right. You know, I think then we respond differently. Like I think about our message last week with Cain and Abel, right? God was telling Cain, you know, if you do what is right, you'll be accepted. But if you do what is wrong, right? Four times or five times, he, he said, Cain, this is about you. Like mm-hmm. stop looking at your brother and what yes. he's doing and being envious and mad That's at him. That's so good. Look at you, dude. And, and I think many times our conflicts just get worse because we're not looking at our part and we're just constantly trying to fix other people or deflect towards other people and i've just noticed for me when i look at my part i go wow okay i i kind of got to change too then you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and i think that's the reality we need to work on ourselves rather than trying to fix other people i think that's the first step what is our part in this and i I love i love this whole thing about listening right you know it says in the guide practically we should intently listen to understand where the other side is coming from and that that also helps us to empathize with what is their issue? You know, maybe my 10% caused them to do, you know, their 90% or whatever. Um, and it just, just reminds me, I, I got to start start with me. You mm-hmm. know, I think we always want to fix other people. If those people just change, if that person just wasn't like that. But what about you? Yes. And I think if the whole world did that, the world would be a much better place. If everyone just looked Indeed. at their own junk rather than looking at other people's junk, the world would be a much better place. I love I was just thinking about James one nineteen. That reminds us everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We do the exact opposite. We're quick to we're quick to become angry, quick to speak our mind, and we rarely listen. And so I think we need to flip the script and get back to what the Bible teaches on how to handle these conflicts. That's great. And uh, again, small group leaders, I'm I'm really excited for uh, your groups this week. I believe there's going to be a lot of robust discussion that's going to come forth. And a lot of things that are just going to stand out that the Holy Spirit's going to bring to mind to people. And the next question then is, describe a time when unresolved conflict or unforgiveness affected your relationship with God and with others around you. And so in this question, it's a little bit nuanced. I, I want us group leaders to help people connect the dot. That when I'm not right with my spouse, for example, then it, 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 it makes it hard for me to worship God. Mm-hmm. It makes it hard for me to pray and, and get into the mm-hmm. presence of God. And so I, I want people to, to see that, that it's not just like I can just bury this and ignore this. No, but that is actually going to erode our faith. When we don't do things God's way, it also affects our relationship directly with God. And just as um, you, Pastor Billy, just pointed out the, how great it is to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Small group leaders, this is a week where we get to really practice that. Yeah. Um, many of us are not trained professional counselors. And so during this part, it's, you know, we're not trying to be psychologists and, and psychoanalyze people in this part, but let's be great listeners and try mm-hmm. to pick up things that people are saying. And then as a reminder, this is something we teach as a, as a good small group leader, you're facilitating discussions. And what furthers discussions is being able to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. So if someone said, oh, I just get so fed up when my wife does this and she, you know, and, and this, this always happens and she always does this. And this is why we always get into a fight. Mm-hmm. Don't then try to give a solution. But I, if I were in your group and I heard that, I would say, why do you feel like you get fed up so much mm-hmm. when that happens? 
And what, what happens before she does that? What do you think mm -hmm. makes her do that? Mm -hmm. And it's just furthering the thought process for that person as yep. they're processing their frustration in a particular situation. Yeah. And, you know, even just going back to what I said earlier, ask, you could ask him, you know, why does that make you so mad? Yes, exactly. You know, That's you know, it right where, there. Where do you think that right. comes from? You know, because well, she's like this. No, but why does that bother you mm -hmm. so much? Mm -hmm. You know, and because and maybe go, well, because my mom was like that. Yeah. You know, well, my mom always did that to me and I can't take it. Well, she's not your mom. Yes. You know, and, and but anyway, you're just helping to to draw out, you know, the, the deep well of a person's soul. And yes. I like what you said, Pastor Tim. Ask ask good questions rather than just trying to give advice. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a great, great thing there. Yeah. Great. And then there's another thing too, as I think it would be helpful for us to have um to to help people in in the group. And and actually it's the person that maybe is really quiet. I think if if you notice a particular person that seems like there's something they want to say, but they're not saying it. Because of how raw this discussion can get this week, uh, maybe group might not be the particular place for you to, to draw that out of the person. You could, you could of course, acknowledge it. Is there something you want to add? Mm -hmm. And you could tell there's something there, but they're not saying anything. Um, I would recommend that immediately after group, to just pull them aside and, mm -hmm. and ask them again. Mm -hmm. And maybe in that private moment, right. there might be some major conflict that they didn't feel comfortable amongst the, the group that they would be comfortable yep. sharing. Or even later in the week, you know, to, to give them a call or a text message and, and just communicate and to follow up with that. That's great. Yeah, it's a great way to show care. Yeah, we don't want to put people on the spot and force them to, to share, you know, because that could just be detrimental. But yeah, I love that. After the group, set up a coffee time. Hey, let's grab coffee this week and let's, you know, kind of chat. Um, but, you know, if you look at the second question, describe a time when unresolved conflict and, or unforgiveness affected you, your relationship with God and others around you. Um, I think that's a really great question because once often we don't recognize that our personal conflicts with people will affect our relationship with God. Um, mm -hmm. Psychologists uh, have found that there's a direct correspondence between our human relationships, or the health of our human relationships, and our relationship with God. And so I think helping people to see that connection, that it does affect, and to share about that. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I remember when, when my first year of marriage uh, to my wife, um, you know, we got into this really huge fight. And I, I use this example a lot, so it's nothing new. But we got into this super huge conflict. We got into this huge fight. It was probably over something totally stupid. And I remember when she went up to take a bath, I was like, you go take a bath, you know, like wash off that attitude. <laughs> that was going on in my mind, you know. And I remember I was sitting on the couch. I was like, God, man, why did you, why did you make me marry this person? Mm -hmm. You know, I was just like, and, and I was getting mad at him. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I remember sitting there going, why am I mad at God? You know what I mean? Like, but isn't that interesting? When you get into a conflict with someone, it makes you mad at God. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that so many different times. Anyway, long story short, I realized, okay, God, what is my 10%? You know, what do I need to? And so right. anyway, we were able to work it out. And, and we haven't fought like that bad in the last like 18 years, praise the Lord. But, wow. but it was, yeah, it was pretty, that was, that was a bad one anyway. But I did, I just, I just so recognized how, you know, I was so mad at God in that mm -hmm. moment. And a lot of times people don't recognize that connection, you know? So having people kind of share about, their conflict, how it affects that. And I think that's why he says, you know, leave your gift at the altar, go be reconciled, then come back and offer your gift because it'll taint that gift. Right. That conflict will taint your worship. And so we want to make sure we deal with those things in a right way. And then, you know, even that last question, what are some practical steps you will apply in your family and your relationships from today's discussion? I know for me, I always try to remind myself of this. I don't always do it. You can ask Naomi for evidence of that. But I always try to ask myself, you know, what is what is my part? Like, what did I do wrong here? Yes. You know, what, what, yes. what do, where do I need to 
repent? What do I need to work on? And you know, I've just noticed that when I do that, my attitude is different. And then when she does that, her attitude is different. And then we meet at a much more reconcilable place mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than a volatile, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. We just beef. It's more like, okay, I can see where you feel that way. I can see my part. Um, so just trying to, I think, I think a good takeaway for everyone, because I know most people don't do this, is ask, what, what do I need to work on? Yes. You know, come to the Lord first and say, God, what is my part in this? And let the Lord speak to you. So I remember that fight. She went up to take a shower. I was sitting on the couch, mad at God, but then I remembered, it was probably Pastor Norman teaching, and I remember I just prayed, okay, God, what is my part? What did I do wrong here? And, I, and, and the Holy Spirit reminded me, well, you said that in that tone was very mean, it mm-hmm. was rude, it mm-hmm. was this, and, and that probably triggered her to get more mad, and then you got more mad, but you didn't have to say it that way. Yep. And I remember just thinking, oh, I didn't have to say it that way, that's true. So when she came down from the shower, I apologized. And uh, we were able to make up, and, sh- and she apologized for her part. And I just realized, okay, if I'd have kept coming at her for what I thought she did wrong, it would have never, ne- would have never settled. Right. I needed to take the first step, even though I didn't feel like I was the majority wrong in that situation. I'm sure she didn't feel like she was the majority wrong. Mm-hmm. Someone ne- needs to take the first step. And I'll just say this to the men because I'm a, I'm, I'm a dad and I'm a husband. I think we need to take the first step of looking at ourselves, even if your wife is like 90% wrong in your estimation. It may not be, but we always think we're not the one wrong take the first step take the high road examine yourself be the first to apologize and work towards reconciliation and reconciliation as pastor tim said at the very beginning comes from the heart of god because jesus came to reconcile himself to us yes and so we if we are we are the 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 men in the household we need to take the first step to be reconciled to our spouses Mm -hmm. i think i think there's there's an order there that needs to be followed so men husbands take the lead but wives you know don't feel like i'm away from my husband no if you if you're hearing this and you're being challenged you take the lead too but let's encourage all of our people to examine themselves and take the first step to working towards reconciliation. That's great. And uh, before we conclude, one more bonus I want to share that's not in the guide just because of brevity and the guide is usually concise. But in our um, this weekend's past weekend sermon at the main campus, um, it was shared that oftentimes there's, you know, in, in, in conflict, there's usually a turtle. That's the person that hides. And, and wants to just bury it or not engage in conflict. And then there's a skunk. And the skunk is the one that just wears their heart on the sleeve, you know, lets everyone know how exactly they feel about a situation. Um, so husbands and wives, that's usually the case. One skunk, one turtle. And uh, what's been really helpful for me in, in my relationship, I'm the skunk, my wife's the turtle. I'm chasing <laughs> around the house and she wants to just shut the door and not talk about it, right? And so if you're the skunk... You, you need to just take that pause that Pastor Billy just encouraged us and pray. That's great. And, and just allow just the anger and the peace of God, the anger to dissipate and the peace of God to fill and replace that anger. Secondly, if you're the turtle, you need to also pause and pray and not keep hiding, mm. but allow faith to rise up to be able to not run from the conflict, but faith to say, this is God's will for me to reconcile. He wants me to reconcile. Yep. So what can I do to, to try to reconcile? And the last thing I want to say as we conclude, small group leaders, encourage your people that fighting is not necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. It will happen because we're human and we just, that's just inevitable in our nature. It's how we fight. So I want to encourage us, let's fight for our families, fight to preserve relationships. That it's what we're fighting for. That's good. 
And so when we have fights, it's not sin, it's how we fight. That's so good, Pastor Tim. Yeah. So group, I want one last thought. Make sure you cluster this week into yes. smaller groups yes, so that good. everyone has a chance to talk. I would mm-hmm. recommend threes and fours, no mm-hmm. more than that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this this conversation is not going to really That's go so very good. far. Yep. People won't feel safe. And um, yeah, let's have a great, great opportunity to love on people, help build up our marriages and our families. And and this applies to any conflict with your coworkers, yes. your classmates, teammates, whatever. So this applies to everyone. Let's go make all of our relationships better together because at the end of the day, Ohana matters. Amen. So Amen. thank you leaders for all that you do. We love you. Have a great group and let's continue to love Jesus together. God bless you guys. Bless thank you. you.